Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, it seems, uh, it just seems like what we're going through, that it, it, it's definitely troubling times, and this one we'll talk on today on triumph. Uh, we can triumph in these troubling times, and just seems like everybody's on edge, all different things that, that we see happening in our society. You turn the news on, you don't know what we're going to hear like the next week or what you're going to hear tomorrow. All the things that we face at work right now, what you're going through with your family, and we can go on and on and on. So we're going to look at God's word today because God's word is what gives us hope. Triumph in troubling times. Um, your faith always triumphs over troubling times. Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful today. We have your word. And Jesus, you speak to us, all of us, in a way that we need it, even though the word comes forth today. It, it penetrates our hearts all in a different way. Who's ever watching today, listening, those that are here today, all of us need to hear from you, Lord. Lord, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Her saying this week, I want to read this to you. Difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I hope the person who ever wrote that on internet is not listening right now. But, <laughs> you know, I'm reminded of what God's word says. God's word says, Jesus said, the spirit gives life. And he is life. He is the spirit. And his word that goes forth speaks to our spirit and gives us life as a teenager, as someone in, in, uh, in your 20s or a married couple or in your 70s. The spirit gives us life through his word. And I want you to remember that today. No matter what you face, no matter what you hear, no matter what is going on, listen to a verse in the Bible. It's exactly what you will need. That's who God is. And it gives you life. It goes through your spirit and encourages you, me, all of us, in such a way that you can't get in any other way what someone else might say or a saying or this. God's word will so sustain you and me, it gives us life because we are in troubling times. So we always go to God's word. And when we go to God's word, we can know that we have hope. You know, I was reading different things. I always do so much trying to, to prepare for, for, to speak. And I was reading some different things on China because everybody's so concerned about, you know, all this is turmoil that we're having in, in the United States. And China's watching and we know the threat they are at war. So did you know, let me give you just a fact. I'm not going to down the road and, 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 and go down on the, this road today with this. But did you know the times that we're living in troubling times? And we know wars and rumors of wars as we face and go towards the end. Do you know that China owns almost 30 million farm acres or acres of land in the United States? 
They own it. That means whenever we know birth pangs, we know that there'll be wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, even what we're seeing now. But do you know that whenever they would have to get all those crops, whatever they might be, wheat, I don't know, whatever, corn, we wouldn't see any of it. It all goes back to China. Some 30 million acres of farmland close to that they own. A lot of things, and my point with that is a lot of things that we don't know are going on. I'm glad that we don't know. But we're all on edge. It's troubling times. You know, I, I got to share this with you. You know, Friday night, um, Andrew, who is Jane and Alan's son, uh, who grew up some over at our house with Stefan, and uh, he was back in town to see his mom and dad and some people. And so, uh, make a long story short, he calls Friday. He says, hey, you going to be up late? And he said, I'll stop up because he was leaving actually today. So, um, so he stopped up late uh, Friday night. And so, we went out to, we went to the famous place that's only open late at night, Swenson's. And uh, <laughs> so anyways, we're at Swenson's, no big deal. Now it's getting really late. So we get back on the road and we're going back to, to my house, to my townhouse. So we're driving down the road, driving down 18, cut down, as soon as I cut down to one road, there's another car that comes behind me. Okay, no big deal. It's main road. So we go down the other road. So I, I go to make a left into uh, the next road. The car cuts in behind me again. So I go down, now I'm getting into the allotment. I make another turn right. The car follows me again. Now it's close to one o'clock at night. So I go down another road. The car follows me again. Now I'm in the allotment. Something, something's going on here. I don't have a clue what's going on, but I'm not real happy about it. So finally I go, I told Aaron, I said, you know what, I'm not. I'm not going into our, where I have to cut into to, to the house. I'm going down to the next road and turn. Sure enough, the car goes, follows me down to the next road, turns in. As he turns in beside me, I said, that's it. I look at Andrew. I turned the car over, shoved it in park, and jumped out of the car on both of my bad knees. <laughs> and I, you know, and I just, you know, the car stopped, and I went to go, you know, whatever I was going to say. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy rolls the window down. There's two younger guys. And he goes, hey, 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 I'm sorry. I live right over here. <laughs> so here's my point. You know, we got back to the house. And then later that night, I, I just, I was wound up. And later that night, I thought, man, what? <laughs> I didn't like it because there was a few fights that I'd, we have to admit that I got into a younger life. And I had that same feeling that kind of riled up in me just like that. And I thought about it the rest of the night. I thought, man, what? <laughs> what is wrong? You know, I just feel like we're all on edge. The least little thing, something in our family, something at work, even out in public, uh, you know, everything we're seeing on the news, all the different looters or riots, all these things, we see people yelling at each other that we see on YouTube and all, everybody's on edge. We need to just take a breath for a moment and know that God is in control. And what does he say about troubling times? We really even don't like some of what these verses say, but it's for our benefit. 
in verse chapter 5, verses 1 through 5 of Romans. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith and to the grace in which we stand and rejoice. We rejoice, we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory in God. And not only that, you can go to God any time of the day or not, and even though you don't know what to do or what to say, he hears your heart. That's what it's saying. And not only that, but we also, can we do this? Can we glory in tribulations knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope? Stops. It stops. All all the the time that you're going through right now, it stops with hope. All that you're facing, all that you're going through, the end result is two things. One, it's, there's always hope. And secondly, I, I, we don't like when we're going through it. We can always, always, always look back those difficult times and we can see, you know, Jesus has made us stronger, made me stronger. I didn't like it. I didn't like what we're going through. I don't know how, actually how we made it, what we're going through. But Jesus actually made me, made you, made us stronger as we went through it. Actually, there's a verse about God's glory, Christ in us. Christ in you and me today. Don't forget that. The hope of glory. Christ in you, Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's not what you think or some little cute saying or something that you, you know, someone says something to you. No, it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit as you go through what you're going through, the troubling time that you're in right now or what we see in our society. Jesus is saying, I know you don't like it. But here's what I want you, one of the main things that you and I can do to get through is what Ben already did today, what you and I can do to get through difficult times in this life is to praise Jesus. You know the difference, isn't it amazing? I, I want you to try this tomorrow, just tomorrow. You don't have to do it the rest of the week, if you'll remember. Just tomorrow, I want you to do everything you can all day tomorrow just to thank the Lord for everything. Lord, I want to thank you. know, I was in the grocery store the other night, and I, and I left, and I said, Lord, thank you. I said, that, you know, a, a jar of peanut butter, where can you go in the world? A jar of peanut First of all, the, the shelves were stocked with bread and peanut butter. A, a loaf of bread was on sale for a dollar, and a jar of peanut butter was two dollars. And I thought, Lord, and I got home that night, and I thought, Lord, Man, we, we so, you know, we complain, we can't, oh, we just can't go out to eat now, we can't do that, you know. And there's people starving all over the world. And you go to the grocery store, get really anything you want. And even through all the craziness we went through back in March, and for like a week or so, some things weren't there at the, at the grocery Like within two weeks, it was all stocked again. Praise him. Thank him. When you go through adversity, I want you to try that just more. Anything you think, Lord, thank you for my husband. Thank you for my, Lord, thank you that, 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 that we were able to drive. I was able to drive work. I was talking to somebody this week and how that they knew someone had to walk like a few miles to work every day. 
And I'm thinking, you know, we can get in our vehicles. We don't think about it. Thank the Lord and see what happens. As you go through what you're going through, because all of us are going through something different, I want you to try that. Give him glory. Praise him as you go through that. See the difference it makes. Let's look at that last verse. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You have to work for it. The day you and I accept Christ as a Savior, the Holy Spirit, we talk about all the time in our church because it's so important. The Holy Spirit is in you right now. I want you to know that. The Holy Spirit dwells with you in a powerful way because it was he was given to you. As he's given to you, Jesus tells us something very important about these troubling times and how when we have our faith in him, we can win. Because as he says, hope never disappoints. You know, you know, no matter how well you know somebody, no matter who they are, and you get to know them better or whatever it might be, people always, they, they're going to disappoint us, aren't they? Or are you going to get disappointed by something might happen at work or situation? We're just going to get disappointed in this life. But Jesus tells us, hope in him. In other words, he knows you and I so well that he's not going to take you anything that you have to go through in this life that he's not going to be right there with you in a powerful way. And he tells us about his spirit, about how much that he loves us. He's not just going to drop it into your spirit. The verse says there, he's going to pour it in. As you kick that faucet on this afternoon or tonight of water and it pours out. He's going to pour in your spirit. He's going to let you know that he loves you so much that you're going to be able to get through what you're going through. I want you to know that today. I don't care if you're here today as a teenager, again, as I said earlier, or if you're here as an older person, you might be a widow, and you're going, it's so difficult. Jesus is going to pour into your heart to remind you that he will never leave or forsake you. He loves you so much that his hope that he's given you never, ever is going to disappoint. We've got to keep hoping. We've got to know today, tomorrow, the next week, it's going to get better. He's going to do it. Well, let's look at a couple more verses. Let's look in the Old Testament when something um, very bad was happening. In the book of Lamentations, the prophet tells us in Lamentations, not a book looked at very much in the Old Testament or actually preached from, but in Lamentations chapter 3, these are really the only encouraging verses in this whole book. What's happened here in this book of of the Bible? The prophet is telling us that we know Jerusalem is under siege. It's been captured. It has been basically burning and destroyed. And now they're going into or have been in captivity. God's people that have been so blessed for so many years are now hurting captive. Unbelievable what they're going through. They can't believe that this is happening to them. And what... God says to the prophet, shows him the reality of all these chapters. I think there's four chapters there. And talks about what has happened, what's going on. But there's an insight in chapter 3. In chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. Even though we can be in troubling times, even though 
maybe we might have caused them ourselves. I don't know. But a lot of times we haven't. But in those troubling times, again, we need to be built up. And God doesn't leave them, even though they totally turned their back on him. And that's why Babylon, Babylon and the armies destroyed Jerusalem in 500-some B.C. He says these words. Though the Lord's mercies through them, we are not consumed. You know what you're going through? Don't you have a... We all have a breaking point. You have a breaking point. You just feel you can't take one more thing. We need to be reminded of God's mercy and look what he does. He's forgiven us. We can mess up this week and next week and we can go to him and because of his mercy, he forgives us again and again through his son, Jesus Christ. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassion faileth not. Do you know, he's never going to fail you. And I want you to be reminded of that today. You can't lose. The only way you're going to lose, the only way that you're going to lose today or this year is if you quit. That's the only way. Because he doesn't fail. He can't fail. And when you are a believer and you're his child, he's going to make sure that you win no matter what the devil tries you. I'm so reminded of the verse over and over again. All this we're going through is, is churches across America. Everything that we're facing and we don't know what's going to be put on us next or what we can do or can't do. And all, Jesus reminds me over and over and over again what he said to Peter. What he said about his church. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, as we get closer to the Lord, all hell is going to break loose. And still Jesus says, I'm still going to build a church. What does that mean? He's still going to build you. You're the church. He's going to build you. He's going to make you stronger. He's going to give you more joy. He's going to bring you more peace. Let's continue. Now, here's what's great. <laughs> we all have a bad day, right? Everybody has a bad day. You know why you get to say to yourself, I know it's going to be better tomorrow. Why? I know it's going to be better tomorrow. Why, why can you say that to yourself? Here's why. Because of this verse. Because of his compassion, his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. You know, well, let me read on and we'll finish. Great is your faithfulness. I am so glad my faith, listen, I, listen to me. I'm so glad my faith doesn't depend on me. My faith depends on his faithfulness. His faithfulness to you and me. Because his faithfulness to you and me, it never, never, never fails. And so I want you to know no matter how bad that day is, it might be today or it might be someday this week, how bad it's going to be, I want you to know that when you get up the next morning, Jesus is going to bring something new to you. Look for it. He's going to bring a love to you. A compassion doesn't fail. Compassion's more love 
that's poured into your heart. He's going to bring you something new tomorrow that, and it's amazing to me, something new tomorrow that you didn't have today. And he's going to do it again. You know, you ever, if you've had this privilege or opportunity to, to have maybe a newer car or a new car, do you ever try, or, or maybe this unbelievable, like I don't like old muscle cars, and you see people completely restore them. I don't care what you do. You drive that car to the grocery store. Somebody's going to ding it in the parking lot. I don't care what you do. Or your toddler in the back seat is going to finish that bottle and going to fling it all over the front seat into the windshield. It can't stay new. But in our spirit, Jesus tells us that you and I have the opportunity every day he's going to show us something new about himself to us to get us through that day in this troubling time. So we got the next, and if it's a bad day, and you got another, every morning, look for it. Look for what he's going to show you and how he's going to love you that next day. And here's the last part of this, and then we're going to look at one more verse and close. Now notice, it's a troubling time they're in. They're hurting. Destruction to Jerusalem. And they're at a place that they thought they would never be. And then this is what the Lord says to them in the middle of this, verse 24. The Lord is my portion. Now, we've got to look that up in the original languages. It really means something different. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, there's that word again. Therefore, I hope in him. Here's what it is. The Lord is my inheritance. That's what it is. When do we receive an inheritance from family, from parents, from grandparents? It's when they die. And we don't know when that is. You see, what are you trying to say, Dallas? When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he gave us, the Bible tells us, freely. Isn't that amazing? He gave us freely all things. When Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins, he died and he gave us an inheritance, the hope that we have in him that lasts forever. One of the inheritances he's given us, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going to, that you have as a believer right now that this world doesn't have, that you can go to him every day, morning, noon, and night, and ask him for wisdom. You go boldly to the throne of God, and he gives you an unbelievable download that you didn't have the day before for what you're facing. He gives you amazing love that this world doesn't know about, which they need. All these things that the Lord has given us, he's given us an inheritance. Now, when do we get that inheritance? Now, you can say, well, as a believer all the time, but you know, when you, you get it as someone from a family member, you're not really sure when you get it. It just happens whenever the person dies, when the lawyers and all the different things take place. And then at a certain point in time, it's given you. What am I trying to get at? There are things that you're going to. The Lord knew, the Lord knew that at a certain time in your life, if he gave it to you in your early 20s, that you couldn't handle it then. Let's take a guy, going back to, to cars again, let's take a guy in his early 20s receives a great inheritance. What's the first thing he's going to do? He's going to go out and buy that 
that Lamborghini or Corvette that he always wanted, right? Take the same guy, I hope, that's 50, is not going to do that, I hope. Unless he gets permission from his wife. But anyways, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Why is that? The Lord is going to give you and bless you when you can handle it. And I always say, the longer the tribulation, the longer the troubling time, the greater the blessing. Don't miss that. The longer that you go through trouble in this life, the greater the blessing that Jesus is going to give you. Why? Because if he gave it to you or gave it to me now, we couldn't handle it. He has to work. That's why we glory in that tribulation and we always hope because as we go through that, he's refining you. He's perfecting you. He's making you stronger. Things in life don't bother you like little things used to. You know what's important. You know what the end goal is. You know where you're headed and trying to get more people there. And through what you've been through, you will reach other people for heaven. Praise him today through what you're facing. And if it's going on too long, just be reminded that inheritance that you're you're, going to gain, you're already receiving much of it, but that what you know that's coming, you keep hoping because Jesus always comes through. Let's close with this last verse. I'm basically just going to read it and we're going to close in prayer. It's a great passage found in the book of Romans. Once again, in chapter 8 and verse 31, and I'm going to read down, I think, through uh, verse 37. I want you to listen to this as I close today. This is just for you. This is Jesus speaking to you. He's speaking to me. His word is spirit, and his spirit that we have, Christ in us, the hope of glory, gives life gives life. In other words, you soak it up because it's exactly what you need to hear because we are spiritual. We are his children. He's going to give us exactly. We have hope today. We can triumph. We can win. You know, let me say one other thing. That word triumph, triumph is different than, than what we think see today. We just think it means winning. Triumph in biblical days was the the battle had already been won. That's what triumph meant then. They were coming. Remember Jesus when he was going into into the, the city that day on a donkey? It always talks about his triumphal entry. He was going to face the cross. He was going to die, but he was going to rise again. But he had already won. I want you to know you've already won. Triumph means that you're on that white horse riding into wherever it is might be. You've already won. Triumph. Know today you've already won. Triumph in biblical times was always a picture of those coming back from war that had already won. What then shall we say To those things, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely, talked about it earlier, freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies 
Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword at it is written. For your sake, we are killed all the day. In other words, the devil's coming at you every which way today. He's trying to kill you every day of your life. He hates you and hates what I stand for. But we are more than conquerors through Christ. And if God is for us, who can be against us? We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let's pray. We can triumph today in troubling times. And you know, it is so amazing to me, God has blessed you for watching or tuning in today or listening tonight or whatever it might be or those that are here in service right now. He's blessed you in such a way to know that he's pouring into your heart right now what you needed. He's gonna give you wisdom. He's gonna let you know that you can't lose. He's gonna let you see in such a way as you praise him today through all the tribulation that you go through, he's gonna let you know that when you hope in him, he never disappoints. Calling. Jesus, I don't even know how to handle the situation. I'm, I'm, I'm so troubled and all these things that I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. The Lord hears your heart. And he loves you in such a way he pours his love into your heart, into your spirit that gives life. He gives life and only he. Jesus can do that. I want you to know that today. No matter what we see in the news, no matter what we hear, we've already won because Jesus won the war. We are more than conquerors through Christ. And his mercies, his love, man, it's new for you every day. Fathers, we come to you today if there's one watching or listening who doesn't know you as their Savior man they know they can pray Jesus I believe that you're God's son and you came into this world and lived a perfect life for me you died on the cross for all of my sins and your blood was shed for me and right now I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we praise you today that our success, our life, our kids, our grandkids are safe in your arms. Even in troubling times, we just have to know and believe and see you and see you in such a way that we have this hope 
in the middle of the night. No one else is there, but we feel your presence because your love is so powerful. And in the morning we wake up, your mercies, your compassion is once again renewed in our life. Jesus, we thank you that we have hope for eternity forever and ever and ever. If there's one here today, Jesus, that doesn't know he's your Savior, as we conclude this service and Ben leads us, may they come today. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.